so, you know, I invested in working with a coach and I was very direct with her. Like, I want to tackle my company. We've got to fix all this stuff. My marriage and my personal life, total mess. But let's not even talk about that. Let's just talk about my work. And that's how I approached it initially. And my coach was like, interesting. Okay, like, let's go there for a minute. Let's let you think that this is how it's going to be. And like, let's only talk about work. Okay, like, you know, wink, wink. And as I dug into that, then I started to see and have the awareness that, you know, it's all interconnected. There's a lot of that stuff that was bleeding into what created a workaholism type of environment Mm -hmm. for myself and my team. Also, a lot of like codependence and blended like relationships within my team of like friendships turn business relationships turn like toxic. Like there was a lot of, lot of stuff that came out of that. Welcome to Unscripted Pivots. I am your host, Danielle Sproles. Today, we're graced by the presence of an individual who is not only a standout business leader, but also an exemplary human being. I'm talking about the phenomenal Dom Fernand, the CEO of DotConnect, a global recruiting firm with a unique and powerful mission to create conscious workplaces. Under Dom's guidance, DotConnect has skyrocketed in growth, earning recognition from Inc. Magazine as one of the fastest growing companies in America. This isn't just a story of commercial success, though. What makes this journey truly awe-inspiring is the conscious leadership Dom embodies, a leadership style that has seen her move from being what she candidly describes as a quote-unquote toxic boss to a quote conscious connector. Dom has not only revolutionized her company, but also undergone a profound personal transformation. She chronicles her journey in her newly released book. It's called Now Here, A Journey from Toxic Boss to Conscious Connector. It's an insightful guide for anyone seeking to navigate their own path of personal and professional evolution. So without further ado, let's welcome our esteemed guest, Dom Fernand, to share more about her journey, her philosophy, and her vision for a more conscious world. Welcome, welcome to Unscripted Pivots, Dom. I am so thrilled to have you here. How are you today? Yeah, thank you, Danielle. I'm so happy to be here. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm just tickled is how I am. I love the ripple effect that this podcast has brought to me. We did not know each other, but for a common denominator, another guest, uh, Sonez, that was on the show about a month ago, and everybody's just willing to introduce me to other people who are making a really big difference in this world and who are willing to share their journey in a vulnerable and transparent way. So I'm so excited to have you on today. You have a fascinating journey. You're going from a self-described toxic boss to a conscious connector. Can you talk a little bit about what triggers this transformation and how it affected the way that you run Dot Connect? Yeah, so I talk a bit about this in my book, but essentially um, I started my career pretty early in my life. So I was 17, I graduated high school early, and then I wanted to work a real job and leave the pizza place I was working in, like get a job in corporate. That was my dream. So, um, so I did that. So I wanted to work at an office and I got an office job and, um, you know, that was an early indoctrination into the way of working, right? Like I had a lot of, uh, constraints. I had to dress a certain way. I had to sound a certain way. I had to act a certain way. I had to be somewhere, 
and be uh, this persona from a very young age. But that was exciting for me. And I love that. But I spent 20 years in corporate within these constraints. And it was in 2020 when I was locked down at my house and I wasn't able to travel so much with client work and recruiting. And I was usually all over the world where I really had to sit and face off with myself. And I started to recognize and realize that, you know, maybe some of my behavior wasn't very healthy. Maybe some of the things that I had brought into my company and mindsets that I had, you know, you know prescribed to weren't aligned anymore for where I was at. And there was really a moment in May of 2020 where I like, I couldn't get out of bed. And I was just like, what the hell, man? Like, I have everything that I've ever wanted in life. If you looked at me on paper or literally looked at my house or my success or all these external things, it looked like it was amazing. But I felt like shit. I just didn't feel fulfilled. I want to take a second here. Two things, you know, everything that you're sharing already demonstrates the power of the pause. And COVID really inflicted upon us a lot of pausing because the world almost stopped, you know, uh, existing to some degree, and we were all inside. But what's really cool, right out of the gate, you're sharing with us a very important message, how we can be, there's a lack of harmony when our outsides don't match our insides. Yep. Right? That disconnect yeah. that was there. And so you were willing in that time that you had to yourself to take a look. I'm not surprised you were exhausted by any of that, right? Because whenever we have to, we have a sense of awareness Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I think that was it. Like I had no awareness before that. That was it. I was just existing, existing, existing. And then when I had a minute that I wasn't filling with a trip or a meeting or this or that or mm -hmm. some kind of other fake thing that was important at the time, then I sat with myself and realized, like, yeah, this doesn't feel very good. And it was an, in, an intense internal voice that was like, we've had it. We're not doing this anymore. This isn't working for you and for maybe it was my soul essence. I don't know what it was, but it was something mm -hmm. that was very strong that was like, yeah, we're not, we're not doing this anymore. So enough is enough. We've got to figure it out. And if you don't figure it out now, it could be really bad. So like take action. Well, yeah. Pain is usually a catalyst to change. We're either going to numb it or we're going to address it is literally it boils down to those two choices and you decided to do the hard work. So let everybody know, like, what did that first begin to look like for you? And was it more uh, around your job or was it more around your personal development? Initially, it was just around my job. So, you know, I invested in working with a coach and I was very uh, direct with her. Like, I want to tackle my company. We've got to fix all this stuff. My marriage and my personal life, total mess. But let's not even talk about that. Let's just talk about my work. And that's how I approached it initially. And my coach was like, interesting. Okay, like, let's go there for a minute. Let's let you think that this is how it's going to be. And like, let's only talk about work. Okay, like, you know, wink, wink. And as I dug into that, then I started to see and have the awareness that, you know, it's all interconnected between the personal life and the professional life. And it's no wonder that my work wasn't going well because I wasn't fulfilled in my relationship and I felt a lot of struggles in motherhood and I felt a lot of challenges just being in New Jersey where we were living and and um, feeling very isolated at the time. And so 
there's a lot of that stuff that was bleeding into what created a workaholism type of environment mm-hmm. for myself and my team. Also, a lot of like codependence and blended like relationships within my team of like friendships turn business relationships turn like toxic. Like there was a lot of, lot of stuff that came out of that. So it sounds like there was a, a lack of boundaries that w- were happening too. You know, we don't operate yeah. in a vacuum and now you you know this, right? And, and now I know that. And we know that after doing a whole, whole lot of work, you know, on ourselves and how liberating is that to understand the interconnectedness of it and that you can't get away with just focusing on one thing, right? Yeah. It's so easy to focus on work and think that that's where we're going to make everything better or sometimes it's the opposite. But being, you know, such a... I mean, listen, you're you're a boss, I mean, right through and through. So I could see where you would be like, that's what I'll tackle and that's what I'll fix first, right? Because there's a sense of power in that role. Not so much when we come into personal development, right? We have to, there's a, 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 a moment of humility that has yeah. to happen, yeah. right? So what did that look like for you? What were the first things that you were doing and how was that journey that even led up to the book? I mean, like, wow. You're yeah. an author, Dom. Yeah. You're an author. <laughs> yeah, you know, you. you not only you not only lived it, you wrote about it so that you can empower other people, you know, on their journey. So this is this is really fantastic. Yeah. For me, I'll say that like facing off with myself was was and continues to be the scariest thing that I do because I just mm-hmm. don't know what else is in there, what else is going to come up? And even with an, a plan or an, an intention, when you're doing this type of inner work and healing and whatever you want to call it, personal development, like, you know, it's kind of like whack-a-mole. Like you can see something obviously, <laughs> and you kind of will go work on that. And then you whack it down and then something else pops up and you're like, holy shit, like I wasn't expecting that. Okay. <laughs> and so that's what my life's been for the last three years is this like, beautiful game of kind of a little bit of whack-a-mole and just seeing like what I'm all about. So it's been Mm -hmm. very fulfilling, but also very scary and really challenging. Mm -hmm. I'm in a period right now of like a rebirth and reimagining like what my company looks like, what my role is in the company, as well as what I want to be doing moving forward. And that's been a scary thing because for a long time I was on this trajectory to continue to run and and grow this business. And now I'm feeling called into other areas like more writing and more Mm -hmm. speaking and more thought leadership and less running of a big team and company and more just being, um, you know, out here doing things like this and, and talking about this. You know, it sounds to me like you're not really having a replacement of the things you're doing, but you're having an expansion. And it is really unsettling when we recognize after doing some work that there is no destination. What there is, is a journey and that that journey continues, right? It doesn't necessarily have to be daunting, but we're like, what? (laughs) You know, and and your analogy to whack-a-mole, I get it. You know, we attend to one thing and another pops up, but what they really are. They're not obstacles. They're opportunities, depending upon how we shift our mindset to tackle them. Tell us a little bit about Dot Connect and what it is that, you know, you're doing out there in that space. Yeah. So Dot Connect is a global talent advisory. So we often go into companies and we are fully embedded within organizations acting as an extension of their recruiting team. If they have mm-hmm. one, if they don't have one, then we are 
it. So we work with their leaders, we understand their values, we help them to come up with their organizational charts, their job descriptions, and then we go and find talent for them. But what has always been the underpinning of all of that before I even had a team and what people often ask me is like, what makes you different than every other recruiting firm? Okay, so what makes us different is that A, you have me (laughs) and you have the team that I work with. That's the only difference. Like we can follow Mm -hmm. any recruiting process. They're all pretty similar. But how much we care and the high level of intentionality through our process is our difference and the fact that we are in it for the long run. So I'm not con- concerned or worry about taking tiny little short-term projects. We want to really get engaged with companies that um, have a mission and want to create impact in the world and work with them through, you know, through their growth, ebbs and flows. So there's been times when we work with companies and it'll be six months turned into five years, turned into a pause, and then they're back when they go mm-hmm. to another company. And so we're all just really about building relationships over long periods of time. And that's what's been our flywheel and been, you know, how we've really gotten business and grown in the last few years. Yeah. So they're not just jobs, they're relationships. And that's what differentiates you. And you also said something very important that you were able to, in your company, Connect identify what the organization is about. It's almost like a branding and a message and a need, right? So if you're going in and you're telling them that, that's a pretty big deal. You're not just finding the people, you're helping them understand what it is that the gaps are, right, within their organization. And so that's a pretty unique talent as well. I don't think all recruiting firms are doing that. Um, That's a whole lot more than checking boxes and doing interviews for sure. Yep. Yeah, and I think we're even taking it a step further now where I personally am getting a a lot more involved in bringing conscious cultures to companies and working Mm -hmm. with leaders and emerging leaders on how to be conscious within your company and what does it mean to have that more impactful relationship and dynamic within your culture. And we've been working on that for the last 18 months within our company. Hello, my WTF friends. I've got a quick, empowering question for you. Ever find yourself wondering if you're truly leveraging the full scope of your abilities in your professional life? I'm Danielle Sproles, your ally in navigating the unique challenges many women face, from mastering public speaking to personal branding and navigating the complex terrain of gender inequity in corporate culture. At Unscripted Pivots, we transform your ambitions into reality through personalized coaching, accountability, and innovative problem solving. I'm here to catapult your career and help you make a significant mark in your industry. Ready to ascend to greater heights in your career? Well, visit unscriptedpivots.com and let's start a conversation that celebrates and elevates your ambition. So your book, Now Here, A Journey from Toxic Boss to Conscious Connector, is a deeply personal account of your own transformation. What made you decide to share this journey publicly? And what was the process of writing and publishing for you? What was that like? Yeah, so in July of 2020, I went through Seth Godin's Alt-MBA program. It's 31 days program. It's it's a very high touch kind of intense writing and business leadership 
um, experience. And so through that, I did a lot of writing. And by the end of that, I met with one of the coaches and he said, you know, I think you're a really good writer. I want to see you write more. And I was like, oh, I've always loved writing. Thank you for the feedback. You know, it was not something really on my radar. And he said, I think you should write a book. And I'm like, maybe, you know, one day, you know, whatever. So I kind of started mm-hmm. writing my manuscript then. And I was a little confused as to what I wanted the story to be. So it was almost initially a memoir. It was like, you know, when I was six years old, this happened and then this. And it was like very, very way back in the day. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I wrote about 100 pages. I put it on pause and then I put it in the back of my mind. And then really my journey started to take shape after that. You know, I got deeper in with coaching and masterminds and plant medicine and transformational work. And that is what I wanted to talk about. So then the story emerged beginning of last year and in early 2022, I went into a mastermind and part of that program was to ship a creative project by the end of it. So I had to like to be enrolled in the in the program, I had to pick a thing and say, by the end of this nine month experience together, the thing will be out in the world. And so I picked a book and I decided to commit to writing the book. And so I co-published it. What does that mean you co-published it? I'm not an author. I don't know anything about this. So tell everybody. Yeah. So I paid some level of investment to work with a publishing company to, for them to like, do all the logistics, like get it wherever it needs to be and print it on demand and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. as well as working with a ghostwriter who helped me really bring the story to life. So I had my manuscript and then mm-hmm. I had my idea that I wanted to bring to the table. And through my experience, then I worked with a writer who essentially interviewed me every week for nine months for like two hours and took those it interviews. It sounds like a very long therapy session. Yeah. And he like <laughs> I mean, there's a lot you're exposing, right? I mean, what what did that feel like when you're literally purging your deepest, darkest struggles, feelings, milestones, celebrations? What was that like to do that in the presence of somebody that you obviously trusted would articulate it and express it in a way that captured your experience? Yeah, it was it was very emotional and it continues to be emotional because I just recorded the um, Audible and that'll be out soon. And going to You know that, I'm all about that. We talked about that. Oh I want to hear like, your voice. I love to listen to books. Good for you. You just did that. Was that hard? Was that hard to record? Or? It was so hard. Six and a half hours over two days. But it was so emotional. Like it yeah. was almost, it was harder than rereading the book and editing and all the things like reading it out loud. There was times when I really had to take a break and like sit with, wow, I really had to relive some of these moments yeah. that I share. Um, but I'm so glad I did because to your point, like I really appreciate when an author is the one reading their mm-hmm. own book. You're speaking your truth. I mean, there's that, you know, this isn't fictional by any stretch. So kudos to you for stepping up and doing that and then confirming why you did it. Right. When when you hear it again like that from, you know, it's like a different angle of experience. It's one thing to write it. It's one thing to read it. And now you're speaking it out loud. It's like you're owning it on yeah. another level. It, it feels very much like, you know, one of my affirmations is like, I'm still here. So I often re- reflect back on all of the things that have happened. And in that stillness in my reflection, I always hear this like, 
your little spirit voice saying, yeah, but you're still here. Like you've gone Mm. through all these things, but you're here right now. Like look at your life around you and, you know, don't get into the, all the doom and gloom or shoulda, coulda, wouldas, because you're still just right here right now and, and you're okay. Yes, you are okay. In your own words, you encourage others, quote, to create space for you to listen to your inner guide and your inner intuition. Can you share a time when your intuition guided you in a significant way, especially when it contradicted public opinion? Yeah, I would say I'm, I'm living it right now. So, you know, six months earlier, I was working with a couple of different coaches, leadership and business coaches, and they mm-hmm. were really uh, influencing me to continue to hold the line and invest and pour everything into my company, that despite it being really challenging economically. Like there's not a lot of hiring happening right now. Let's be real. So no, my company not. is yeah. like really, mm-hmm. really been very slow. And I was putting a lot of effort and energy into sales, marketing, events, traveling, like being out there in the world. But I also wasn't really receiving anything back from all those efforts. And that was hard to continue to have the momentum to do that. And so what I did in the last few months was take a step back. I realized I was kind of towing the line of a burnout again this April. And so mm-hmm. one of my coaches that is definitely more on like my spiritual leadership side said, you know, I really feel that this is a blessing for you, this this pause in growth within your company. And, you know, maybe you need to sit with that and really take time off. Like given everything that you just went through and you birthed this book and all this stuff's happening. Like mm-hmm. when will you have time moving forward at the pace in which you're moving to take a step back? So, you know, how do you want to feel in the summer? How do you want to feel for the next few months? Drop into that and see where it leads you. And so that's where I really yeah. did listen to myself. And my intention for this particular exact summer was I wanted to not travel. I wanted to be here in Laguna where I live. I wanted to walk my son to junior lifeguards every day. I wanted to have no meetings unless it was stuff that was interesting and fun and felt mm-hmm. energetically aligned. And I wanted to stop sales, marketing, and everything else within my company. And yeah, whatever happened, just put happened. it on the back burner for now, right? Because there's really not a lot of activity and you're not going to create it by making more noise right now. But what's exactly. so cool about that, it's like, it's like mimicking what you experienced in COVID. Really what we all experienced in COVID is that the universe is literally de- delivering you a gift, right? A, a gift of time and a gift of space. And how are you going to receive it? And I know for myself, whenever I'm uncomfortable about something going on, you know, that'll create a pause where I'm going like, you know, I, well, this podcast, it's like WTF moments, right? Like they're, they're pivoting moments when we're like, what the fuck, you know? Yeah. And okay, what are we going to do with that? And then the question is really a different question. So the question shifts from, you know, why is this happening to me? Because it's usually something we don't like, right? And the question becomes, why is this happening for me? Yep. And when we search for the answer to the second question, we'll usually find, and you know, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly, we'll find out why the experience is at our door and the gift within that experience. And it doesn't mean that it's easy. It just means it's usually worth it. And you're really seizing the opportunities left and right. So you have a sense of intuitive pull to stay centered Right. I can see that. And with all that you're sharing about the coaching and the people that you're aligning yourself with, you're making sure that the energy that surrounds you in your life is really good. 
Now, if you don't travel for the summer, I mean, come on, sister, you live in Laguna Beach, California. <laughs> I know it wasn't, people, it wasn't that People hard. are coming it here. Our, okay? It wasn't like, that hard, but it know, is like, it's hectic you know, in town right now. It's like, awesome. You, might, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, I mean, Southern California, and earlier on, you mentioned New Jersey, and I'm from New Jersey. You don't really have the accent that I have, but I, yeah. I've probably been there a whole lot longer mm-hmm. than you. Where, where in New Jersey were you for a bit? We were in Princeton for five yeah. years. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, Princeton, another good, another gorgeous spot for of that state. Yeah, and so, and you've been out here for how many years now on the West Coast? We've been back since 2021, September of 2021. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about. I know that you do some things that some people might, you know, categorize as woo woo, right? Um, I, I think that you talk to me about. I mean, I don't, which is why I want to talk about them, and because I like to see a lot of things when it comes to healing to be, um, it may not look mainstream, but how valuable you have found it. And you have, you have a voice, right? You have standing in the community. You are accomplished, you know, you're a doer and you're a giver. So now that you've come in touch with a few things that may not have seemed to be, you know, answers before they are now, Right, so you, I think you practice meditation. Do you do sound baths? Do you only t- talk about the type of things that are alternatives that have really enriched you and helped you get back into yourself, your true self. Yeah, I will say meditation for sure. I hosted an event last week here in Laguna locally. It was a lot of heads of talent, heads of people, executives, people running companies. And we kicked off the afternoon with a breath work and sound bath. And so the invitation for many of the people, because they had never experienced breath work, was to do it, to try it, to see if they were mm-hmm. open to it. And so um, that really helped me. It was the first thing, somatic type of experience that I did uh, within my healing journey. So, you know, the very first thing I did was find a coach and make an investment in myself through the coaching. And then the later, later stages of that, maybe six months later came experimenting with other things. And that was breath work. And for me, it was super, super healing at the time. My energy was still almost like in, it was like a dark cloud. Like, you know, it felt like I was carrying some really dense, heavy energy and with breathwork, it allowed me to move that energy and have a big cry and have a big scream and just really release these things that were stored in my body that I didn't even know about or hadn't thought about in yeah. however many years. So mm. that's one thing that I love and is still definitely very present for me in a modality that I love to share with people. Meditation, my husband prescribes to transcendental meditation and he's very religious about his, you know, 20 minute experience in the morning and afternoon. Twice, twice a day. I know. I also, I have not religiously been practicing it, but my husband and I about, I guess, five years ago, we work with a woman in Laguna and she just reached out to me recently to say, Hey, you know, where have you been? But after COVID, they didn't have the regular group meetings that kind of kept us a connective community. They do have one on, uh, I think it's on treetop in Laguna. I have to get in touch with her. It's probably Louise. Yeah. Yes, that's who it is. Yeah, Louise and Larry. <laughs> yeah, we love them. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay, so, the, oh, that's so cool. I remember, 
looking, you know, again, when we invite these things into our life, it's usually because we don't feel like centered, right? We're like in some sort of discomfort. We're like, okay, something has to come in a healing way. And meditation in some way, shape or form is usually introduced into a conversation when you start asking for like wellness. And I thought 20 minutes twice a day, like who's got time for that? I'm so darn busy, that kind of Mm -hmm. thing. And what I will say about TM is when you practice it religiously, you actually, you, you don't you don't lose 40 minutes collectively. What you gain is probably an extra four hours. That is like greasing the wheels of your inner self. Yeah, the, totally. The, the way that I would move through my day when I was doing that as a regular practice was just like magical. So, you know, whether you choose that or something else, but um, yeah, a TM I think is terrific. And when you mentioned breath work, what's really interesting, so I'm in corporate America and and, and, and as are you, right, to some degree, there is the introduction of breathwork at most of the conferences that I go to. So if there's going to be anybody, some leader talking about thought leadership or leadership just in general, if they're a speaker for like a part of the day, let's say three hours, I always see breathwork incorporated into it. And they're not delivering it in a sense that they're a savant and they, they actually can do it in some expert way, but they're communicating two things. One, the importance of it, Okay for like, you know, emotional and mental cleansing and just just to slow down so you can actually stay focused and structured to the degree you need to. But also they'll introduce many exercises that the average person can, you know, share with somebody else, right? So yeah. they're not um, they're not experts, but I, I continue to see that in all of the different conferences I go to. So there's a lot of awareness and support um, for that. And the value is tremendous. So um, I love that you're talking about how it's added to your life and your journey. It's a big deal. Yeah, I I think it's so beautiful. And honestly, even with my very woo stuff like plant medicine, your breath is your anchor. That's your life force mm-hmm. energy. And once you understand some of how to leverage it, like it, it is keeps you safe, you know? So yes. we recently got back from yes. an experience in Costa Rica where I sat with ayahuasca again. And um, through, through this time around, like, you know, last year I went to Peru and had my first experience and I was so nervous and I didn't really have the, I don't know, f- I, the full like tools. I, you know, I, I really like mm-hmm. sat with the medicine, but she really took me for a ride. Whereas this time in Costa Rica, I was very anchored in, in my breath and I knew my body and I knew how I would navigate this next experience. And I had full Mm -hmm. trust. I think, you know, last year in April of 22, I didn't know. And I felt like unsure of myself or my body and how I would navigate this year. Mm -hmm. I went in, in, um, June and was like, Nope, I know exactly how I want this to go. I had set intentions, but then I also trusted everything that I had learned and been practicing for the last two years, three years, and just anchored into that. And it was so yeah. beautiful. Well, you know, we're not born a graduate, right? I mean, there, there are experiences that you can't bypass to deepen your understanding and the, your experience. So that's really cool that you're that you're doing that. And that's not something that's necessarily mainstream, but I know that it has served you. And it's really, it's extremely holistic and it's in line with everything else that you're doing, right? And um there's the trust factor, not only in the people that you're doing this with, but in yourself and what you yeah. want to get out of that, right? And I think anytime we are able to park fear, okay, we got we got to get away from fear because fear is the, yeah. the thing that can be so 
debilitating and there's a sense of paralysis. And, you know, I love all the acronyms for fear. You know, my mom used to say, you know, fear stood for future events already ruined. Um, (laughs) You know, she was always saying that to me because, you know, I'd be like, well, I can't, you know, I'd be tripping, future tripping all over the place, you know, and it was just, it was just fear. And fear is real. It's not that it's not, but there are so many tools out there to overcome fear. And the more that we actually confront what it is that's holding us back or what scares us, we realize, A, it's not as big as we think it that it once was. It lives larger in our head, in our bodies than it does in reality. And, and B, we prove that we can get through it. And there's no way around that but experience. You know, you yeah. have to have those wow markers and you're doing all that. And that's like really, really terrific. And um, so let me ask you about the book. Uh, I'm running into more women that are authors through this podcasting. Like, and, and it's so terrific because, you know, at some point, maybe I'd like to write a book. I mean, I never thought I'd be podcasting and here I am. We're capable of so many ways to express ourselves. And you know, what, what did that look like for you? At first, you know, you had the support and the encouragement of somebody who identified your talent before you even knew you really had it. They said, hey, you're a really good writer and you obviously have a story, right? So you had you had the boxes. Did you feel in the beginning at all like the sense of imposter syndrome? Like, well, yeah. I own a recruiting global firm. Like, yeah, that's important. Yeah, yeah I'm educated and yeah. But am I an author? Like yeah. tell some of the, the female listeners out there how they can overcome any obstacles if they want to write a book themselves. Yeah, I felt like for a while, and to some degree, some days I have my moments mm-hmm. of feeling like, well, who's going to even listen? Like, who's interested in my story? So I have a lot of, had a lot of that inner dialogue, mm-hmm. but I feel like some of that's just you like conditioned tendencies and conditioned programming, but it's not your true essence because often when you have a reflection back from what I call, you know, um, a clean mirror, which is, you know, somebody who Mm -hmm. else is in the world reflecting back to you, their experience of you, then you really see who you are. And so that's, that's also the beautiful thing sometimes with, with plant medicine experiences. So it's interesting because Mm -hmm. a friend of mine was telling me, he was reflecting back to me, my, his experience of me and He's like, well, yeah, of course, like people want to read your story. This is so great, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, wow, you sound so excited about that. But like in my heart, I'm like, <laughs> eh, I don't know, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, all the little things to, you know, not get me to take action. So for a long time, like mm-hmm. I started writing this in July of 2020. It didn't come out till this March, mm-hmm. really. I finished writing it. Well, so it's always a process, you know, um, much longer than you anticipate is what I'm told by other authors. Yeah. Right. They're like, if you think it's going to be a year, you can add another year to that, you know, that timeline. But it's, um, it's incredible that you did it and you had the fortitude to go ahead. Right. I mean, this is, this is what my podcast is about women empowerment and, and, owning up to the pivots that they, they, you know, they come to these forks. Should I make a a left or should I make a right? Somebody told you, you're capable of doing this, Dom. Yeah. And then you did it. You you know, you didn't stall. You did it. I think that there's something to that. um, There's something to have a little bit of wind in your sails as a jumping off point. And then I think through even that, my experience of writing it and through my journey for the last couple of years, 
the deeper I got and the windier the road got, the more I was like, yeah, I want to share this. Like, I want to just like bring this to light for people. And I want anybody to feel like they can start, like start anywhere, you know, and take action. The whole goal of the book is that people walk away feeling like maybe they might have some of those similar behaviors that I uncovered about myself and maybe they want to take action. And here's like 500 things that you can do tomorrow for $0 or for an investment or whatever. And you can just do the one thing. And if you do the one thing and you have discipline and devotion within your own life for your own Mm -hmm. sake, for like the sake of you taking a stand for yourself, then you can do it. Like you will see changes, you will see ripple effects. So it was funny because when my mom initially read it, she was like, well, I mean, it's great if you can invest in a coach and blah, 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 and all this feedback. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah, but I also mentioned like 500 other things that you can do in your daily life that have nothing to do with coaching. That's just practices that you can Mm -hmm. try and whatever. Then she read the book again and she goes, oh, okay, I see it now. And I actually think it's really good because you're very vulnerable. And I've never heard any authors talk about like all their own shit, the way that you talk about it and like really own it. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people will just be like, you know, and then this happened and then this was a success or a failure, or whatever. She's like, you really like reflect a lot about yourself and you kind of own it. I'm like, all right, thank you. That's the point. That's what I want. I want people to see the good and, and that's what's going to make it wildly successful. Okay. Because it's going to be relatable and there'll be in the show notes, it, there'll be a link as to how people can purchase your book. And I really look forward to hearing the audible version of it for sure. Let me ask you this with regard to Doc Connect. So when you had that, you know, that moment where you realized what a toxic boss you were and that you no longer wanted to be that person and you started to change, what what kind of reception did you have from the people, the colleagues or the employees that you worked with? Like, what was the reaction to the new version of Dom? Yeah, I had a lot of eye rolls and resistance and, you know, pushback and gossip. And it wasn't for everybody. Some people on the team that were originally on the team left because they were not buying into their own personal development and inner work and invitations that I had created for them. Okay. Other people always kind of knew it. They were like, ah, I knew she was great under there somewhere. Like I always like felt her heart and knew, (laughs) knew she wasn't really this crazy. Like they stuck it out. out. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, for me, it was, I was very transparent with my COO and one of my best friends, Erica, and I kind of laid it all out for her. Like, here's my commitment. Here's what I'm doing what I'm willing to do. And it was, it became less about saying and more about being less, less doing and talking. And it was more mm-hmm. like, how yeah. are you energetically showing up? How are you being in particular? How are you being when shit is hard and stressful? Not when everything's great and you're all making money and living your best life. It's easy to be in your high vibe energy then. Mm-hmm. But what sure. do you do when it's adverse and challenging and traumatizing and whatever, like when you have setbacks and that's when you see your true colors and your own level of leadership and with the company and culture that you're creating. So, you know, we've embarked on a really challenging time in our business and we've made a lot of changes and it's really stripped things back. But through all of that, I've seen my team and the right values aligned team members come together and they're just it's just so beautiful how everybody's showing up for each other at this point in time. So now you have quality over quantity when it comes to 
the oh, team, 100%. right? It probably got a little bit, a little bit shorter for sure. Yeah. What advice would you give to business leaders who might currently identify as toxic bosses, you know, and they want to begin their own journey towards becoming more conscious leaders as described in your book? You know, what type of advice would you give them? I would say start with you, yourself, focus on yourself and give yourself grace. You know, this is, this is messy. Once you take mm. ownership for your shit, it's messy. And it's not pleasant. And it's like, <laughs> damn, like you don't really always know that you were like this. Like, I never knew that I was toxic. I wouldn't know that like workaholism was a toxic behavior. I didn't know that slacking my team member mm. at midnight about some client thing was like toxic. But as I started creating mm. awareness and boundaries for myself, as well as as I started loving myself more, things just started shifting for me. So Start with you, look in the mirror, start with you, take responsibility for your spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical well-being first. The whole package. Yeah. And then see how that goes, but don't expect everybody to fall in line immediately. Do expect that not Mm -hmm. everybody wants to do that and be okay with everybody on their own journey and timeline. And you do you, you just worry about your own stuff because the ripple effect will compound and like the people who are for you within your company or your customer base or whatever, they will start to magnetize towards you once you really dial in your energy. It's not about everybody else. It's about you. And you may also find yourself in a situation where what you were doing and what was your business is not a fit anymore. You might grow out of it. You might yes. be like, yeah, you know yeah, what? There's the revelation. Yeah, I'm not doing mm-hmm. this. And that's totally okay. So I think just like be open, give yourself grace and just worry about your own stuff. It was the same thing when I started my journey. And initially I wanted my husband to be right along with me. And we were like way on two different pages. And it was only till recently that we've our journeys have become closer and more parallel. But for a long mm-hmm. time, they were like, I was light years ahead and he was on a different plan. And now we're like, okay, we're parallel. We're still on two different timelines a little bit, but you know, it feels closer than it ever has felt. And I'm not trying to convince anymore. I'm just being in my own vibe about it. And, and you know, what I'm hearing is that, you know, when you're saying the advice to give somebody is to start with themselves, you know, that's themselves, not so we, we have to just work on one person ourselves, right, at the outset. But we do it in community, not in isolation. But we mm-hmm. don't necessarily do it as a community, okay? So it's like you lean into the community and what that may look like is like coaches, if you can afford to pay for them or, you know, anybody else in that space that can kind of lead you to to wellness and whatever it is you're working on. But it's still the focus has to reside in you and not those around you. So you don't do it alone, but you do it for yourself alone, Right. Yep. I mean, that's yep. the message that I'm hearing. And, um, you know, my experience has always been that whenever I get on some new kick, whether it's like, oh, now I'm going to play paddle tennis. I mean, something as benign as that. And then I'm like, the first person I want to call is my husband. Don't you want to learn how to, oh, not, we don't call it paddle tennis in California. Yeah. We call it uh, pickleball. I keep calling yeah. it paddle because that's what we do in Jersey. Um, pickleball, like just things like that. I'm like, I'm like the professional recruiter, okay, in my own world. Yeah. Like, and, and, and if I find wellness in a certain thing or I'm going to drop a bad habit, that I, oh, you should do it too. You know, no, you know what? If there's something that we are called to do because we know it in our inner self, right? And we're listening to that voice that really, that's a very 
individual journey, but yep. it's done with the community that can support that. You, you are just, you're so fascinating. I knew that you had that event last week. I was in New York for uh, work and I wasn't able to go. Sonos mentioned it to me. Whenever there's something going on, I just, I want to be included. I want to be part of this inner circle and add value to the things that you're, uh, you know, you're doing out there because I just really respect your work and who you are. And I can't wait to listen to your book because as I shared with you early, that's what I wanted to hear, right? So all of this will be in the show notes, but but tell people, is it, do we follow you on Instagram? I know you have your own website and, yep. you know, we'll include everything. Amazing. Yeah. People can find me at domfarnan.com. You can find my company at .connectllc.com. Uh, Instagram, I am Dom Farnan. I'm also on threads now, which I really like because it's like little short form writing instead of Twitter. I never got on Twitter. Um, also, I am Dom Farnan. So I hope to see you all any of those places. All right. You are Dom Farnan. Such a pleasure to have you on. And I wish you continued success in all that you do. Thank you so much. Before you go, I really want to thank you for joining me today. I really do appreciate you. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to rate and review Unscripted Pivots on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback helps me improve and reach more listeners just like yourself. And remember to subscribe to stay updated on future episodes released every Wednesday morning. I have more great content and stories from WTF women coming your way. Until then. Hello, my WTF friends. I've got a quick, empowering question for you. Ever find yourself wondering if you're truly leveraging the full scope of your abilities in your professional life? I'm Danielle Sproles, your ally in navigating the unique challenges many women face, from mastering public speaking to personal branding and navigating the complex terrain of gender inequity in corporate culture. At Unscripted Pivots, we transform your ambitions into reality through personalized coaching, accountability, and innovative problem solving. I'm here to catapult your career and help you make a significant mark in your industry. Ready to ascend to greater heights in your career? Well, visit unscriptedpivots.com and let's start a conversation that celebrates and elevates your ambition.